This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, cool man. No problem. No problem at all. Who are you? Star Lord. Who? Well, Star Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Forget it. We arrested these five on Xandar. Check out the rap sheets. Drax, aka the Destroyer. Since his wife and family were killed, he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in a search for vengeance. Gamora. Soldier, assassin, wanted on over a dozen counts of murder. Rocket, wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup. What the hell? Groot, he's been traveling recently as Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. Peter Jason Quill, he's also known as Star-Lord. Who calls him that? Himself, mostly. He's wanted largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a-holes. Unfortunately, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the seventh episode in the fifth season. We're working our way, working our way through it's the Marvel work. Cinematic Universe. It's it's work, and there are many hours logged. We have guests, including fellow newcomers. We have super fans, and sometimes we even have people who've contributed to this franchise. Yes, this will be 20 episodes because... People can only suffer for so long. We're going to cover as much as we can to get an overview of the franchise, but we're not going to be able to get to everything. Uh, Today, we're discussing, oh, there's a second one? The first Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014. It is available with a subscription to Disney+. Plus. You can watch it for a fee on Amazon, Apple TV, Google Play, and Voodoo. We're going to spoil it. Yeah, so just deal with that. And mm-hmm. before we bring in our guest, Nicole, what were your basic thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy? 
Okay, I was excited because a woman has a writer's credit on it. Um, nice. What is her name? It's Nicole, Nicole something. Nicole, Nicole Perlman. Perlman. You have not yet me. been introduced. Excuse us. <laughs> Especially to say a woman's Excuse name, up. to interrupt a woman. Excuse us. Shut up. Excuse me. Excuse us. Two women are speaking. Two. We're two women are speaking about another woman. This is the Bechtel Tested podcast. <laughs> As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by a mm-hmm. man. Um, I mean, I guess we should just introduce our guest. He's foaming mm. at the mouth to to be introed. It's Ugh. Kevin T. Porter. Don't start talking. We have more. Kevin is <laughs> a comedy adjacent person who hosts podcasts <laughs> like Gilmore, <laughs> Gilmore Guys, Good Christian Fun, Inside Voices, and Maisel Goys. You- <laughs> wow. <laughs> You can follow him on Letterboxd and OnlyFans. Wait, really? Welcome, you Kevin. have an OnlyFans? I do have an OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T. Porter. I'm on no, 17 don't. fans. No, what do you, you do, do on OnlyFans? You show them toes? I, I show more than that. What the fuck? Wait, really? <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> what? I've it's never gone to OnlyFans. I'm immediately going to I your OnlyFans right now. Life is so bad now. We have to do everything we can. You think you can have one job anymore? No, you have to have four and an OnlyFans. I'm obsessed. And I assume you wrote this bio where you called yourself comedy, comedy adjacent. adjacent. No, that was Nicole putting a little jazz on it. No, I, I did write that. I did, I did write that. Of course. Wait, yeah. okay. I'm on your link tree. I'm getting to that OnlyFans. Is if there an OnlyFans on a link tree, I'm just going to... <laughs> there Jump is there's, a, oh there's my an God. OnlyFans on the link tree. This is oh. so exciting. I love OnlyFans. Okay, Listen, I'm gonna I, subscribe. I owe it all to them. Wow. I, okay. Please show me the goods. Oh, I, you want to see them now? Yeah. Okay. Lord, you're just, a married <laughs> woman. I just want to know. It's through. It's through a camera. Through Zoom. It's like there's no. This isn't real. You know, none of this is real. Let me see. Okay, hold on. I got to log in because for whatever reason, OnlyFans like does not save your login. You have to like re-log in every time because they're like, what you're doing is nasty. Yeah, they want you to double think your choices. And it's also like if somebody got your phone and started looking at it, they wouldn't be able to. I bet. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Okay, well, as you're doing that, we can move (laughs) on and talk about the fact that we watched Guardians of the Galaxy today. And Kevin, what, what was your first experience with Marvel? With Marvel? Oh, gosh. I think I the, my first memory of it is my parents saw Iron Man, and they said, Iron Man was pretty good. You would like it. And I just, wow. I didn't watch it for years. And then I saw Iron Man 2, and I saw most of them as they came out theatrically. I like Marvel. I don't know if I love any of them, but, you know, this is what entertainment is now, so we all have to accept it. <laughs> I yeah. guess we do. That's the thing. I, I thought about this before coming on because you've covered Fast and Furious. You've covered Medea mm-hmm, you, or mm-hmm, the Tyler mm-hmm. Perry extended universe. You've yes. covered, oh, I just got a <laughs> email so notification. Upsetting. Very I upsetting. Got an email notification. You have a new fan. Congratulations. We yep, need it's me. <laughs> how, wait, how much is your OnlyFans? It is $9.99 a month. Okay. Um, we need 40 people to do it. 40 listeners need to do this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I'll do content themed to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, you want. will? I, I really need people. If you already use OnlyFans and you love it, just add Kevin. 
yeah, yeah. just add just Kevin. Add <laughs> I will yeah, maybe say, I'll, maybe I'll do a special newcomers discount with a uh, with a. Oh, I love if that. you are a- looking for the nasties, it's not here. Well, I would be shocked if Kevin was doing something <laughs> disgusting. Well, yeah, that's the the kind of theme of my OnlyFans. The arc of it right now is: Will mm-hmm. I show hog? That's sort of the, wow. the central mm-hmm, question. Mm-hmm. Am I going to show it? So every caption is like, maybe today, here's me thinking about showing hog. Here's my body getting ready oh. for a hog reveal. So you know what, all- Kevin? I think there's a lot of people who'd be happy with that. As like yes. The idea of you <laughs> yes. thinking about doing it, whether they know you'll never do it or not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it feels like something people might like. I will say, not not for me. I was looking for the hog. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to see a picture of you thinking about showing your hog and I don't want to see your hog and it's no offense to you it's just you're my friend. None taken. Yeah. Okay. I love knowing what friends look like. <laughs> oh, Nicole, if there was a picture of it and it was online, I wouldn't not look, but oh, okay. I but I don't want to pay Kevin to show Fair. me. That. Well, I but just I think gave Kevin ten dollars. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Thank you, Nicole. That's maybe, your podcast fee. Maybe just for you, I'll I'll do a little hog of them in the DMs. Ooh, oh my! Because oh my that's God. another that's another thing you can do. You can DM all your fans and say like, "Hey, if you tip me this much, this picture will become visible to you now." That's one of Kevin. mechanisms. Oh, that's really intense. I don't know, oh. Kevin. I know it starts a joke, and it's so funny that our our a lot of the basis of our relationship, Lauren, is like we like an animated bear, and meanwhile yeah. I'm like, so I'm <laughs> fucking on the internet. Now. Yeah. Wait, is that animated? A bear Paddington? Of course, it certainly is. is. Never Absolutely. seen the movies. People Nicole! seem to really love Paddington, so I Wait, think no, I no, should no, get no. into it. Literally, you will love them. You'll there love is it. no doubt. Uh, the best movies ever, and number two is the best movie that's ever been made. I that, agree with you're that. not the only person to say that. Maybe I. It's so good. Well, okay. Did you like the Sonic movie? I'm not going to watch that. That's slightly okay. different than the Paddington film. I cried during the Sonic movie. You'll cry at this. Four you, times. No, no, no. You need this. You need this. You okay. need this. You need, you need it to have life. a movie night. Yeah. Okay. What I, what I was going to say about the franchises y'all have covered so far, Star Wars, Lord yes. of the Rings, yes. Fast and Furious, uh, Tyler Perry, and now Marvel. The thing is, if things go the right way in the next couple of years, y'all will definitely be in Marvel movies and TV shows. Like it's Lord it's inevitable at this point. Willing, I it's, know we would love it. We would love it. It's gonna so happen because Lord of the Rings still exists as a niche. I know there's a TV show coming mm-hmm. out, but like Marvel is going to swallow the rest of the industry. They, and I need, I need it on record that we both would love that, love it, love we it. We want that to happen. It. Our opinions are not our own. No, and no. <laughs> anything we've said here can and will not be used against us in a court of law. But here's the thing: if you cast me, all my opinions change. I love it. Yeah. That's really I, true. I really you know, relate to that. You know, it's you like, know? you're not going to hear me say a bad word. No, and if you I, want me I to love it, if you wanted me to change some of my opinions, you can go to OnlyFans.com <laughs> Kevin T. Porter, where I'll have whatever opinion you want. <laughs> well, that's hot. That is hot. That is hot. A man having whatever opinion I want. Sign mm-hmm. me up. I did. I agree, hey, actually. Kevin, mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are you super familiar with the MCU? Yeah, I, I know it in the most basic strokes. I've seen... All of them once, at least, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm a super fan where I can say, and this actually relates to issue number 27 in the 40s where they did this, and then they changed this color. I don't got that, but I know... Mm. 
most of the yes, the narrative of of the movies. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated what it's done to okay. all of entertainment. <laughs> I have a question. Maybe that you can answer. So John C. Riley in this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, is yeah. married to a, a a magenta woman and mm-hmm. has a child who is also magenta. Why isn't that child pink? That child is mixed. Why is she the same color as her mom? Is that child adopted? Oh, no. See, I, I took that to be... Man, if we're going to talk about like, yeah, uh, interracial marriages, I guess we can we can do that for the next 25 minutes. But I just took it to be sometimes it looks more like one race than the other uh, mm-hmm. within a marriage. I, I did okay. not take that to be an adoption situation. Oh, OK. No, no. I think I think he had sex with that woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and child she got leans. pregnant. And yeah. And that's what okay. happened. Yeah. And then Is- what happened? <laughs> And she then, got so, pregnant. She got last? pregnant. I think in their world, it probably was a four-month pregnancy to come to full term, and wow, then four she, months. Okay. <laughs> but the baby comes out walking. It's I like was just whole, about I mean, to say, walked out of her pussy. It yeah. sprints like, out of the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different skin colors in this okay. movie. There was actual black people, and I was really excited. They, it was one extra, and I was like, oh, a black, and then. <laughs> They were gone as soon as I saw them. Well, there's Jaimin Hansu. He plays the Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot. But like in the Mm -hmm. extra world, I feel like there's never any. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I think some of them have been more balanced in that regard. I forgot about what's his name. What's it? How do I say that? Jaimin Hansu, I think is how you say it. Jaimin Hansu. Which character is that? He is Korath and he is so hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy. Yep, 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 yep. Well, and here, here's what I imagined while watching the movie. I saw this when it came... I actually saw it twice when it came out in theaters. Oh, I, I really enjoyed this movie when it first came out. I'm sorry, that's re- so huge to go to the movies twice to see this. <laughs> I know, but I was really throwing it around back then as far as what... You know, there was no... There were no variants. Uh, that's so the fuck you want. Yeah. I There's saw no Paddington risk. seven times. So, saw this twice, and but re-watching it this time, I was trying to imagine the reactions from Lauren and Nicole while watching it. Mm -hmm. I did imagine Lauren would find Rocket cute and maybe Groot cute. And I imagine Nicole would Mm -hmm. get horny for Drax and maybe horny for Yondu, but I could be off. Oh, interesting. Yondu was okay for me. I loved Groot. I Uh like truly love Groot so much. And I really like Rocket. Uh, Koraf Dijmon, uh, boy oh boy, does he do it for me? The Collector Man, I was oddly like, hmm, okay. Oh, and Benicio, then, what? Benicio del Toro, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's got a strange name in it. Tan Tan Olivier Tivon, the Collector. Yeah, I really, he did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. I was a little off. I yeah, I I thought. Um, Rocket was a lot of fun. I wasn't sexually attracted to Rocket. Although oh, I mean, it, I, I wasn't sexually attracted to Rocket. Is oh, that I how had it came I'm, off. Oh no, I mean, I think no, kind of thought I would be. Sexually oh attracted. no, 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 no. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think. <laughs> I thought you would think he was cute. I did. I didn't mean oh, that literally. Not in a euphemistic way. No, I mean, but there is. There have been characters that are not human that I'm attracted mm. to. It doesn't mean anything. It's um. But I think that this <laughs> it doesn't character. Mean anything. He, I was shocked it was Bradley Cooper. I thought his acting was very um, great because I had no Same. idea it was him. Same. Mm-hmm. Is this Bradley Cooper? I, I mean, this is a legitimate question. The gentleman has been nominated for nine Oscars over wow. the last nine. couple of years. That's so many. How yeah, do you know that? Just off uh, the cuff. 
I don't know, but I do. Uh, and some of them are producing Oscars because he was a producer oh. on Joker. That doesn't count as much as him being actor. Yeah. Right. I think he's been nominated. It does like for people in times. general, but I'm saying because he's an actor, I would say his primary goal would be to win an acting Oscar. Mm-hmm. Sure, 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 sure. And I'm just saying that because I think producing is fantastic. And you love it. <laughs> 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 that that said, if if Lauren wins an Oscar for producing, she's gonna be fucking pissed. That, that. <laughs> no, that counts if I win it. <gasps> uh, is this his best role he's ever done? I mean, I'm a, I'm a Jackson Maine stan from A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. I, I love Jackson Maine in a deep way, but is Rocket Raccoon his finest f- film work? I honestly think maybe because I do like him as Jackson Maine. I think A Star Is Born is one of the greatest movies of our time. I've okay, seen I it maybe a hundred times. I genuinely love it, but his performance as Rocket is so good. It didn't sound like him, and there was such heart. I really wanted to know if he was in person in the scenes or if he was doing voiceover since, like, he's so small as a character, it didn't really So for that, what they ended up doing is they did have a gentleman on set, Sean Gunn, the actor Sean Gunn, who some people might remember as Kirk from Gilmore Girls, but he's also in the movie as one of Yondu's main cronies, the guy with the sort of Southern accent. He's James Gunn, the director's brother. Oh, right. He was was the on-set stand-in for Rocket. So he would go and do all the walking and the motions, and then Bradley Cooper would watch that and give the voice performance later for the Wow. Interesting. he kind of made with that role. He didn't have to be there all yeah, the time. Yeah, he got to just be at home. And if you watch on, on YouTube, there's some terrific footage of him doing the voice in the booth and and he's giving it his all. He's he's Ooh. going there. He's doing it. I will his be face watching is fully that. present. Same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. He needs it's to give it his all good. because it comes you can tell he's doing that. Mm-hmm. You can tell. I just loved Vin Diesel as Groot. When he said we are Groot, I cried. <laughs> yeah, that was intense. I I mean, I, I actually liked this movie a good amount um, compared mm-hmm. to other films, especially. Um, but I I was actually most moved by the realistic relationships um, yes. that Peter experiences in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, that part was too sad for me at the beginning. But then I liked how it connected at the end, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really sad. But I, I liked that. And I, I like whenever these movies have like real moments because I feel like it helps me care about everyone. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nicole, I also cried at that part, which I wasn't expecting. You did? Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect to cry either. And I was like, oh my goodness, these are tears. I am openly weeping at a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then- think a, a part of it for me as well is the, is the fact that Rocket Raccoon reminds me a little bit of my dog's face. So when Groot <laughs> is wiping a tear away from Rocket's face mm-hmm. in a self-sacrificial love gesture it's uh very very beautiful to me yeah and i do think i said he had paddington vibes when i first saw him um which will do a lot for me oh yeah he's a little guy he's just <laughs> yeah. a little angry guy with trauma he's just and a little he does have trauma and when he yeah. was going through like he was like i didn't ask to be made i was like oh my god i feel that yeah like, feel did any yeah. of us ask to be here yeah that's hard yeah um can we jump into our daily bugle of segment of course okay This is our news segment this season, and we're going to give a recap of what's been going on lately in the MCU. So composer Michael Giacchino is reportedly reportedly directing a Marvel Halloween special for Disney+. The special will star Gail Garcia Bernal as the character Werewolf by Night. 
Oh. Now, I, I like the idea of a Halloween special. I love anything special for Halloween. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting move because you don't, you often hear about actors becoming directors and, and sometimes writers becoming directors like Aaron Sorkin. You don't often hear about music composers becoming directors. It would be very strange if John Williams announced, hey, I'm going to take a crack at a short film tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like it's an interesting pivot, but uh, hopefully he's got the goods. Yeah, I think he, he probably does got the goods, you know? I think it's, uh, they wouldn't give him the opportunity if they didn't think so. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a big deal. Do y'all like yeah. Giacchino's music? You might know his theme from Up or, or a oh. bunch of other movies. Well, then yes. I'm not familiar, but I did like Up. Me too. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. I, I couldn't sing it right now, yeah. but I liked the movie and it made me cry. In the beginning, mm-hmm. before in they the brought beginning. him that dog situation and the bird i was like go back to the part where (laughs) it was a relationship between two people who were it was too much i mean i love being in love in the beginning but i got i got mad i was like is this a kids movie I mean, kids, kids love need to infertility deal with in their movie. Yeah, was, yeah. No, was there death or was it infertility? And it, it was, was both. It got it was to both. death eventually. Okay. She yeah. couldn't conceive children, so they didn't have any. And yeah. so when oh, yeah. she passed away, he I didn't have anyone that else. Part. I'm yeah. sad. Mm. It, it, it was. It's a lot, man. Well, yeah. this will lift you up. New set photos from the upcoming Marvel series Secret Invasion, currently filming in London, reveal that Rogers the Musical has transferred to the West End in the world of the MCU, the fictional Broadway show about the. Avengers first showed up in the series Hawkeye with a full production number featuring music and lyrics by Hairspray duo Mark Scheiman and Scott Whit- uh, Whitman. Yeah, it, Mark Scheiman, so, who wait, you may know what? from uh, Hairspray the Musical as well. If you like that, you can't oh. stop the beat and whatnot. I love Hairspray. Good morning, Baltimore. I saw Hairspray in Palm Springs with a bunch of old white people who laughed at some of the wrong parts because I think they were like reminiscing about like mm, the good old days. And I was like, this is with like racism. Well, yeah. Cause it was like, you know, 60 year old, 80 year old white people who were like, I was alive during that. I remember <laughs> I Negro day. And you're That's like, crazy. Yikes. I loved that movie growing up. So that mean it made me feel like the musical wasn't, the same like i was yes. like oh it's like really glossy version of this mm-hmm. or something. but i love the movie it's kind of i love the movie weird. too i yeah, saw John the broadway Waters version yeah, yeah of course uh, when i saw it back in 2005 on broadway i was a young boy mm-hmm. uh and in the part of motormouth maybelline she's mm-hmm. played by queen latifah in the movie who does mm-hmm. good but in uh, in the Broadway version I saw it was Darlene Love who is a legendary mm-hmm. incredible uh singer from the 60s on all those Phil, Phil Spector songs Christmas baby please come mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. that's her and I saw her live I couldn't believe it wow that's amazing um well okay here's another little tidbit in an interview with marvel.com Jared Leto 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 that's uh, right right Jared Leto why does it sound wrong? Which one is it? Leto. Leto. Okay, Jared Leto. Leto. Which one he is doesn't it, deserve a correct pronunciation. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. He teased that his upcoming Sony film Morbius would cross could cross over with the MCU. The multiverse has officially opened, he said, and okay. there's all kinds of opportunities for villains to meet up. All right, Jared. You know what I think is kind of a lot when actors like boldly sort of hint at something that may or may not be true about a movie. Like <laughs> like when Aiden said that he was going to be in season one of And Just Like That, but he wasn't and he never Wait, was going to. Wait, did he say he was <laughs> yes. going to be in it? Yes, and in the documentary, I think it was, they talked about it and Sarah Jessica Parker thought it was funny or something, but like 
because it's it caused a huge stir because people were just assuming mm-hmm. it was true and then he was never in it and I was like that's kind of a lot to like say you're in something you're not yeah, in yeah and just be like a straight up liar I would have yeah. liked for Aiden to come back me too at least it would have put it back in the world of Sex in the City because to me and just like that is not canon to Sex in the City stop wow. what you're saying I literally love it okay so Sex in the City the series one through six is one canon. The yeah. movies start a different canon. That is the movie. So this is like phase actually, two, phase yes, three. Like it's yes, literally Marvel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Phase Did y'all one see they announced season two is a go? Yes, today? I'm really excited. Oh, I, I put it wait. in my story. And just like that was terrible, and I will watch it till the day I it's die. It's not it, terrible. It's actually it's good. Terrible, and I love it. Okay. Did you watch the documentary? No, I need to. You have to. It's really good. Okay. Whatever. We have to go back to this. Um, <laughs> By the way, I, I don't want to spoil it, but. Congrats on booking Shay Diaz for the newcomer season finale for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Shay's oh, I thought do you were saying job. that Nicole and I are both cast as the new. That's Shay what Diaz. I thought, and I was like, "I'll take it." I will. And congrats Shay on Diaz. that. If that's the case, she looks I, a little different this season. In some season, she's Nicole, and some or in some episodes, she's Nicole, and some she's me. And we and we're always doing comedy concerts. <laughs> comedy uh, concerts. Shay Diaz, the most booked comic in New York City. I have to say, I listened to the um companion podcast for and just like that with the writer's room which was really interesting so after each episode i would listen to that and they kept talking about the comedy concert with no irony so i don't know like (laughs) what happened there but they who do you think they saw that then gave them the imagination like this is what comedy is like who who do you think is the most like Maybe the, my guess is that maybe they know that it's not funny comedy, and so they call it a comedy concert because mm. it's like also more of a PSA. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> PSA. yeah. Because I just googled comedy concert, <laughs> and there is a website that says Los Angeles comedy concerts concert fix. But like that's the only website that's like, yeah, we can call it a comedy concert. Sure, if that's how you find the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want sure. We should take a break. Okay. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh! 
Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Ooh, we back. Um, so Guardians of the Galaxy was written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman, directed by James Gunn, released August 1st, 2014. Let's jump into this plot head okay. first. In Missouri, Wee! 1988, a young boy named Peter Quill stands by his dying mother, Meredith, in the hospital. Close to death and delirious, Meredith laments on, on Peter's father, whom the boy has never met, describing him as an angel. When Meredith passes, a distraught Quill flees from the hospital. All of a sudden, a spaceship appears and abducts the young Peter. Which is wild. 26 years later, Quill is now an adult Chris Pratt and a member of the Ravagers led by Yondu, played by Michael Rooker. Rooker? Rooker. The man who abducted him as a child. The Ravagers have been hired to recover an orb from the planet Morag, but Quill, who wishes to be called Star-Lord, plans to steal the orb and take the reward for himself. He is first intercepted by Korath the Pursuer. Uh, Die- Oh, so we were saying his name wrong. So it's Dai Mahanso. Uh oh. No, it's Jai. But Jai. I believe it's it's Silent Hanso. Jaiman Jaiman Hanso. How can Hansu. I not say that even though it's spelled phonetically? <laughs> I'm just Jai. bad at reading. Jaiman no. Hanso. You're doing great. Did I do you're it? So, you're doing Jai so Man good. Jaiman Hanso. Jaiman Hansu. Jaiman Hansu. This is a new vocal warm up for newcomers. Jaiman Hansu. Jaiman Hansu. Jaiman Hansu. Jaiman Hansu, who is hot and serves under Ronan, the accuser, Lee Pace. Which was insane. <laughs> Lee Pace in this role is insane. He has like the etch a sketch beard. He looks it's crazy. very funny. Do we generally it. love Lee Pace in, in yeah. other works and projects? I, I do don't too. know Lee Pace. We, from well, he else. was in. Lord of the Rings, right? Oh, he was in those Hobbit yes. movies you watched. Yeah, yes, and yes, yes. He also, but I don't love him from that. I love him from Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies rules. Mm. People might know him from Halt and Catch Fire. He's an accomplished mm. Broadway actor. He was in mm. the New Angels in America, and oh, he was outed as gay by Ian McKellen on accident. Oh, I wow. didn't know that, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough beat for my guy. What did he say? He was like, by the way, Lee Pace is gay in like an interview. He was like, this gay over here? Essentially. Everyone's like, what? What? Over here? That's a bit much. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little bit. So, uh, Korath and Ronan are both members of the alien species Kree. When Quill escapes with the orb, Yondu discovers that he has been double-crossed and issues a bounty for Quill's capture. Mm-hmm. We learn that Ronan is searching for the orb as part of a deal with Thanos, Josh Brolin, in exchange for the annihilation of Xandar. Despite a delicate peace treaty between his people and the Xandarians, 
Ronan has gone rogue, systematically invading Zandarian-controlled and allied worlds, killing hundreds of thousands in a mad quest for Kree purity. The Zandarians have tried to plead their case to the Kree hierarchy, but the Kree <laughs> refuse to get involved. It's like, what? Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> to aid in the hunt, uh, Thanos has lent Ronan two of his assassin daughters, quote unquote. Oh, an orphan. I didn't get that she was an orphan. Gamora, played by Zoe Zaldana. I didn't get that at all. And then an android named Nebula, Karen Gillan. Um, I didn't realize she was an android because she was like, I, I was made or whatever. So I thought yeah. she was a human who like had been tinkered with. Okay. The villainous group sends Gamora to Xandar to intercept Quill. Yeah. Um, I also would never have known that Nebula was Karen Gillan if I, Mike told me that as we were watching it, but oh, yeah. I, she, I didn't know. Yeah. She for real shaved her head. For the Did you really? You better work. She shaved her hair. Yep. Wow. I, I wonder why they didn't just do a, like a skull cap. Maybe it was easier for her to not do oh, that? Oh, maybe just to paint the head or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. The amount of hours in the makeup chair combined of this main cast must have been stacked. Yeah, maybe after like the first yeah. couple days, she's like, I'm just going to shave it off just to save two hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, maybe. I don't I know. Don't know. Um, on Zendar, Quill attempts to sell the orb to the broker, but upon learning that Korath was working for Ronin, the broker refuses to become involved and turns Quill away. Quill is then ambushed by Gamora. A fight ensues, drawing in two bounty hunters, Rocket Raccoon, Bradley Cooper, and Groot, Vin Diesel, who both seek to collect Yondu's bounty. The Nova Corps, Xandar's prime military force, led by Nova Prime, Glenn Close, arrive and arrest the yes. group, imprisoning them in a jail called the Kiln, like pottery. Um, gotta <laughs> I mean, say. That's my description of how to pronounce it, not like what pottery. it's actually like pottery. I would love it that like, was lower third in the movie. It's in parentheses like pottery, yeah. like pottery. Oh, that's okay. how you so say it's, it. It's not a new word. You've heard this one. Um, gotta say, Glenn Close's hair in this is outstanding. I was gonna say I love her hair. Oh, it's really cool. Stunning. It's unbelievable. And part of the reason she did the movie is they allowed her to use her own hair person. So instead of the hair and makeup person working on the movie, she was like, "No, I'm using my guy." And they're like. Wait, Good. really? Yeah, that's true. Oh, interesting. Well, cool. they did a really great job. So on the kiln, the other uh, prisoners aware of Gamora's relationship with Thanos and Ronan threaten her life. Drax the Destroyer, David Bautista, Bautista. 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 Uh, even attempts to kill Gamora for the murder of his wife and daughter by Ronan. Uh, Gamora reveals that she intended to betray Ronan and keep the orb for another buyer for a higher price. Rocket. Quill, Groot, and Gamora agree to work together to escape the kiln and split the buyer's money. Drax joins them to get revenge on Ronan. Now, at first, I was not into Drax the Destroyer. I was kind of like, oh, no, mm -hmm. because he was, like, so literal with everything. Like, he didn't understand play on words or uh -huh. puns. Or I was like, oh, God. But then he became very funny to me as it went on. Very, very funny. And then... A friend of mine was like, oh, like autistic kids really identify with him That's true. because yeah. oh. they're like, oh, I don't get jokes like that either. And I would respond like that. Uh, oh, that's cool. Which is, I think, really sweet. That's nice. Or kids right, well, with autism. I think that's what I'm supposed to say. Oh, boy. I think you did it fine. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we'll find out in the Reddit comments. Yes, people will let me know. <laughs> Learning of Gamora's betrayal, a furious Ronin meets Thanos, Thanos, Th Th Thanos in no, person. No, we should pronounce it like that. Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. Thanos. Ah! 
Thanos. Stop, Thanos. Uh, okay, it feels more Greek to me, like Thanos. Thanos. Okay, when the other who you may, when the other, sorry, who you may remember hired Loki in the Avengers, Mm-mm. scolds Ronan for disrespecting the warlord, Ronan angrily breaks the other's neck, killing him and forcing Thanos to speak to Ronan directly. Thanos entrusts both Ronan and Nebula with fixing the Gamora problem and retrieving the orb and threatens to kill him if he returns empty-handed again. This scene was wild to me because Ronan fucking made that man's head go in the opposite direction of where it originally was. And then we like pan up to Thanos who's in a space chair. And I was like, what is this? Where is like, what? why is he just hovering in this chair? And Ronan is a very scary uh, character. Yeah. It looks like he drank too much grape Kool-Aid and was like, and like, it just went everywhere. Yeah. And I think that was the intended effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, just like, you know, when you drink too much stuff. No, you for get, sure. Like, there's like, I mean, I, there's certain kids in the world, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, that's, that's a juice. That's mouth a juice kid. kid. Yeah. Or yeah. like, they just always have a stained mustache. Like whether or not they literally do, you just know what you, you know what that means. You uh-huh. Well, you're supposed to say kids who have juice. Line. Thank you. Kids yeah, with yeah, juice. Yeah. Please don't come for me about the juice kids. Uh, um, so, okay. Yeah. And then here we yeah. go. Quill mm-hmm. and his allies accompanied by Drax managed <laughs> to escape the kiln where they are distracted by the guards by disabling the station's artificial gravity, which was explained by Zoe. She had a lot of exposition lines. Uh, where she I was like, in case you it. didn't get it, here's what just happened. Didn't you love that though? I, I, was did. Like, I was like, I didn't, I didn't you. understand that. I thought they were floating up. I didn't know oh. why. Yeah. Um, they flee in Quill's ship, the Milano, and they travel to a planet called Nowhere, where the fugitives wait for their contract, or no, contact, <laughs> in a bar called the Boot of Jer- Jer- Jeremiah? No, there's no okay. R. Gemma? I don't know. Quill and Gamora flirt while Drax and Rocket get into a drunken argument. I liked that it was called Nowhere, K-N-O-W-H-E-R-E. Um, it definitely feels like it's a thinker and it's like mm-hmm. Erewhon, but the other way with a K. Wait, what is Erewhon? <laughs> no, Erewhon, the grocery store, is Nowhere Backwards. <gasps> Who knew I didn't did freaking it? know that. I, I love that. I'm so happy I was able wow. to bring this to you today. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it's a company that's actually been around since the 70s. I recently was... Um, I saw somebody posting about this that like it was like uh, a camping sort of store like Erewhon nowhere because it's like you go camping and what and then mm-hmm. that became now a high end grocery store that I've never been to and I'm I've curious about but I'm scared to. and intimidated. I'm scared too. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. never go. I feel okay, like, let's like make you're not cool enough to be here. Yeah. Right here, right now. Let's make a pact. We're never going to air one. <laughs> I'm immediately going to break it because I've been really wanting to go. I'm just curious. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. Um, okay. And then Drex storms off and the rest of the group is summoned by Karina, played by Ophelia Lovabond, to play with the, to play, to meet with the collector <laughs> Benicio del Toro. <laughs> they hand the orb over the, to the collector, who opens it up to reveal an infinity stone known as the Power Stone. He explains that the stones were the remnants of six singularities that predate the universe. Some stones we've seen before in the MCU, the Space Stone. And that was the MCU, the Space Stone. Like, that was a movie. I was like, we didn't watch the Space Stone. Yeah, what is um, the Space Stone? Some the stones we've seen stone. before in the MCU. The Space Stone is inside the Tesseract. The Mind oh. Stone was inside Loki's Scepter. Oh. And the Reality Stone was introduced in Thor, the Dark World, along with Karina and the Collector. Um, interesting. Oh, interesting. And we didn't see Thor, the Dark World. No. So those two characters were introduced in the post credit scene. Oh, oh. okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I'm so know. glad you're not watching Thor The Dark World. Y- y'all have been through quite enough. You've been wow, through enough. people really do say that Thor's so... I thought the first one was trash. Yeah, so but they I don't the know second how they, one's the worst. The second I, one's I the worst. I don't know how. It's widely regarded with maybe Eternals as being the worst Marvel. Oh, the Eternals movie. is bad? Are we watching oh, yeah. that one? We I are. I don't think so. You are? Ooh, okay. Oh, no. I like it, but I get why people don't like it. They can't all be hits. <laughs> these are not endorsements. My choose my choices are not endorsements. You're just trying to give us a real view of what's going uh, yeah. on here, which I think is good. Yeah. Okay. The collector prepares to give the outlaws their payment, but Karina, seeing this as a chance to free herself from servitude, suddenly grabs the stone and taps into its power. It kills Karina and blows up much of the collection. Quill, Gamora, Rocket, and Groot barely escape. And that was scary. Mm-hmm. Ronan and his forces suddenly arrive, summoned by a drunken Drax. While Drax battles Ronan, the others attempt to escape using mining pods and are pursued by Ronan's minions and Nebula. Ronan easily defeats Drax, while Nebula destroys Gamora's pod, leaving her floating in space. I really didn't like when he put Drax in that, like, uh, yellow goop. Oh, wait. Because it reminds me of Oh, Drax is Dave Bautista, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Reminds you of piss? Is that what you said? I'm asking. Did it remind? No, <laughs> I thought it was like it looked like pea soup or something. It was like soupy. Well, if I can interrupt the synopsis for a second, did, you, did y'all Please. at least appreciate that this was up to this point maybe the most colorful of the MCU movies? I did. It I is actually colorful. was talking about. Okay, I have to say I did a watch along for it. That's on my Patreon. Uh, Mike and I recorded a watch along. It helps me pay attention. Actually, I noticed to talk <laughs> over the entire thing because I'm actually going. Wait, what? Who's that? Why is that? Okay, but I kept saying this is oh, I, this is so pretty. I like this part. I like when there's colors, mm-hmm. and I was real. This movie really lit me up with with the design and the colors of it. I thought it was really beautiful. The beginning was dustier and then I was a little nervous like when you yeah. first see Chris Pratt on the planet yes. that he's on and I'm like oh no it's, it's like, like this dark. Yeah. and then you go to the other place and it's pretty and rainbowy and fun yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of purples in the movie so much purple the see. end mm-hmm. is just a purple fucking palooza and I had a nice time watching it's purple yeah. palooza and mm-hmm. unfortunately I will say to forecast a little bit I think the Marvel movies get a little muddier looking the more they go on they get really brown and kind of gray because all these things are shot in fucking parking lots in Atlanta and so it's all green screen to hell and there's <gasps> really not so funny. any contrast I mean you'll see when you get to like Civil War and stuff but I, I've always really appreciated about Guardians there is a color palette it feels bold and it feels fun yeah I really like that that makes me sad. Parking lots in Atlanta. Uh, so hey, that's in y'all's future when you get on that new Marvel show. <laughs> wait, parking lots in Atlanta. Waiting. You're going to love them. <laughs> I've worked that's, in some parking lots in Atlanta. It's like everything's moving to Atlanta now. It's like you you have to spend a lot of your time there. Atlanta's the wild, wild west. It's lawless. You do whatever the mm-hmm. fuck you want there. <laughs> Um, so Nebula takes the orb with the power stone and Ronan's forces depart. Quill is unwilling to leave Gamora and summons Yondu, giving her air from his helmet to survive until Yondu arrives and collects the pair. Quill manages to negotiate a truce with the Ravagers. Well, that was nice because he basically saved her life, Mm -hmm. which no one else was going to do. No, not one person Mm -hmm. cared. They're like, let that green bitch die. <laughs> um, by the way, she makes like a lot of videos of herself in green makeup, Zoe Saldana. Oh, she does? On her TikTok or Instagram or something. She's often doing like little funny bits in her character costume. I mean, 
half of her working life is wearing a different, a different color. skin color, uh-huh. which is so... What's, what's the other thing? Well, I don't know. She, she's green she's... in these Avengers Guardians movies, but she's also an avatar being oh, a, a little blue wow. girl. And she also... That's so weird to do a lot of things where you're different. Controversially. Things. Controversially, yes. Did a little bit of blackface-ishness for the Nina Simone biopic that yes. was like denounced by her family. And she she then came out and apologized for But her it's just like if you are sitting in a makeup chair and someone is like coating you darker and making your nose wider, I think that's when you go, Hey, should I be doing maybe this? somebody else who looks closer to the, the subject does this. Uh, but yeah, is she, she yeah, it's a uh, it's interesting. Cool. Okay. Um <laughs> Lord's like, I won't touch that. I'm no, but, trying but, not to. I, I don't know I don't want to spoil this for you guys, but when Nina Simone joins the Avengers and Endgame, <laughs> it is emotional. And they play Sinner Man <laughs> over the credits. It's awesome. <laughs> My God. Okay. Well, moving right along, Groot, Drax, and Rocket <laughs> reunite with the Ravagers. They devise a plan. Ronan contacts Thanos, who demands that the Kree deliver the orb <laughs> he was promised. <laughs> However, Ronan embeds the power stone in his hammer and promises that after the destruction of Xandar, he will come for Thanos. Nebula also agrees to aid Ronan. Quill sends a message to Romande, played by John C. Riley, warning the Nova Corps of Ronan's attack. Um, I gotta say, this is it's a lot of like plot and like story and I was like I just want my friends to have fun I want more Groot I want more Rocket well this is a huge problem with these movies that like they make them two and a half hours long when you're like one and a half would be great yeah one and a half we'd get the the heart of this the meat of this that we all love the fun I agree this is only two this is only a two hour movie as well yeah this one was a shorter one in the grand scheme of things I know but still too long I don't Mm -hmm. believe any Marvel movie will ever again be under two hours and 10 minutes, two hours. And they're always, it's like a law yeah. now. I'm well, sure there's I, some sort of streaming algorithm that makes them that way. I wanted to see the new Batman, but that's three hours long. And I was like, I don't know if I have it in me. It's that's yeah, long. No. It's a long fucking time. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, the next movie we're watching is two and a half hours. I started watching it today. Which one's this like, one? I got to log some time. Which one is that one? Um, Age of Ultron. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Another, that's an Avengers one? Yeah. I fucking hate when they're all together. Are you going to have Joss Whedon on the show? It's going to be funny. It's going to be funny. Um, Yeah, that's our next guest. Okay, so we're still talking about this uh, fucking summary. We're really trying to work our way through this here. Quill's group and the Ravagers (laughs) arrive at Xandar while Rocket assists the Nova Corps fleet. The rest of Quill's team breach Ronin ship. Gamora battles Nebula while Quill, Drax, and Groot battle and kill Korath and the... Rockin' soldiers. Gamora tries to convince her sister to abandon Ronan and join her in freedom. Nebula refuses her sister's offer and mumbles something right before she falls down, flees in a hijacked uh, Ravager ship. Ronan uses his new power to destroy the Nova Corps fleet, including Garth and Saul, Peter Serafinowicz, and easily overmatches Quill's team. Rocket flies his ship into Ronan in an unsuccessful attempt to kill him. The extensive damage causes Ronan's ship to crash on Xandar. Groot extends his roots to protect his family. Or his family. I mean, his family. <laughs> Groot extends his roots to protect family. his friends, seemingly sacrificing his life. I Which didn't like that so part. I got scared. We are Groot. We are yeah. freaking Groot, gang. Oh, oh, so 
We are Groot. Quill's team survives the crash. Ronan emerges from the wreck and prepares to destroy Xandar. Quill suddenly starts dancing, distracting Ronan long enough for Drax to shoot him. I liked that part. I thought it was very, very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, The Power Stone flies away from him and Quill grabs a Gamora, Drax, and Rocket join hands with him to share the stone's power, which they redirect to kill Ronan. Gamora immediately places the stone in a new orb, which Quill appears to give to Yondu. Once they have left, Quill reveals that he had switched the containers and gives the stone to the Nova Corps for safekeeping. Quill's group, now calling themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy, like the title, are praised <laughs> by the Nova Prime, who expunges their criminal histories. Nova Prime also reveals that Quill reveals to Quill that based on medical reports, they have deciphered that he is only half human, and his father belongs to an ancient alien race, the Guardians. He accepted this so, so Easily. So he easily. Was like, he was like, oh, huh. shit, cool. Yeah. Great. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, the Guardians then leave uh, Xandar and Quill's ship, which was repaired by Novacor's core, Novacor, and venture out into the galaxy in search of adventure, accompanied by a recovered Groot, which is already beginning to recover. He's and so tiny. First, oh, my God. He's so tiny. And in the first credit sequence, he dances to the Jackson 5. And when I tell you, I screamed. I said I need that. I need I, that guy. Yeah, I need a little group. I need dancing group like they from the nineties where the I little flower it. dances. Meanwhile, the collector sits in his destroyed archive where he is licked by Cosmo the space dog and mocked by one of his collections, Howard the Duck, played by Seth Green, which was random as hell yeah, to me. Yeah, I was like, what is this? Random. 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 Like, who even has thought about Howard the Duck in a long time? Not even long know, time, I don't even know who Howard the Duck is. He's a weird movie star. He's a weird movie star. <laughs> Lauren, they're all weird movie stars. Well, it was this failed movie from the 80s, I believe George Lucas produced, and it was a oh, big bomb. Yes. At one point, you do see a lady duck's bare breasts in the movie, famously. That became a meme. And then this was like a little mo- nod to it because it was technically a Marvel Comics character. Wait, um, there's lady duck breasts? Yeah, you got to find those. Yeah, okay. I can make it my <laughs> virtual background. No problem. <laughs> so weird you guys did it you got through the synopsis we really did it wasn't easy happened like just so much (gasps) so much wait show me this This is is like wait is this on kevin's OnlyFans? yeah it it will be pretty soon here kevin shows his duck tits on OnlyFans. i will show (laughs) duck tits i'll grow them and show them uh here we go here's for the is that's nuts. so disgusting that I can't even deal. It's really It's too realish. You know what I mean? It's like it's not Uncanny it Valley. Like, they should be more feathery and like why why are yeah, they human? Less than just like a woman painted white. Yeah, that, it's probably what it is. That's so this weird. is really upsetting. I'm sure it's very formative for a certain kind of sexual person or yeah, a furry sure. of sure. some sort. They saw that when they were a kid and they're like, wow, representation matters. Then I guess I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess I'm glad it happened. <laughs> Here is some info about the awards for this movie. Guardians of the Galaxy was nominated for a whole bunch of awards, including an Academy Award for Best Makeup and Hairstyling okay. and Best Visual Effects, a Writers Guild Award for Best Screenplay, and a Grammy Award for Best Compilation okay. Soundtrack. That I, I did like the music. Me too. And I thought I wanted more. I loved the scenes with, with the famous songs. I thought mm-hmm. that was really fun. I just wanted more of that. Yeah, And I it was nice too, too that you could Ooh, tell that they 
got the rights before they shot because they're singing the song, you know, and like oh, the come and get your love and mm-hmm. the opening credits. They secured that was definitely baked into the script. It like there seemed to be a good amount of care. And like, yeah, it, it was one of those things because of the framing device of all the songs or mixtapes that his mom gave to him. Every song has an emotional weight to mm-hmm. it. That's not just a music supervisor picking something where it's like, I don't know, this would be cool. It's like, no, Peter's mom picked that for him to listen to. So it means yeah. something to him. Yeah. And then at the end, when he opens up the second, the volume two, I was like, so there's only going to be two of these movies, but then there is a third one. And I was like, how are they going to get the music for the third one? If there's only two, two mixtapes, there will be a third one. Have we, have we talked at all about the James Gunn controversy regarding the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Do we know about it? I don't know if I know about it. So James Gunn, um, to, by the way, to me, this was like the first Marvel movie that felt like it was made by a person. The, the mm-hmm. rest of them are fairly anonymous. Like John Favreau feels like a company man. Kenneth Branagh just seems like a really extra Shakespearean guy with not a good sense of action. But this is like you could get James Gunn's personality from this movie, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. He's an outspoken, not even like lefty or progressive, but just kind of liberal on Twitter. And because of that, he got targeted. Targeted by some right wing trolls. This was a couple years ago, and they found old tweets of him of very off color jokes about uh, child pornography. The jokes Ooh. were about child pornography or like oh, very edge lordy stuff from 2010, 2011. Edge lord? What's that? Edgelord like, is like a certain kind of comedy saw where it's like, isn't it funny how, you know, pushing the boundaries or b- how edgy I'm being? Isn't it oh, funny that I'm doing yes, that? Yes, 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 And you can sense maybe some of that a little bit in the sensibility of this movie. So this right wing troll comes up with, you know, finds all these tweets. He tweets them out um, and then he says, look, this guy's working for Disney and working with children. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. Disney fires him from working on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. They said, you cannot work on this anymore because of these tweets. In the meantime, Warner Brothers hires him to do the Suicide Squad movie, and he gets a new job making that. And then in the meantime, during the production of that, Disney's like, just kidding, you can come back and do Guardians of the Galaxy Um, Volume 3. Wow. And so he works for DC and Marvel within the span of like three years. So he comes out on top. He sure did. Wow, that's wild. All because of some, uh, yeah, bad faith right-wing trolls. Wow. On Twitter.com. Yeah, it's a very controversial thing. A dangerous place to be. (laughs) It is. Is this y'all's favorite Marvel movie so far? How y'all feeling about it in your journey? I feel like it's... It, it's not I think Captain America is my favorite same Captain okay. America Winter Soldier Winter, Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier. Oh, is, see, I was yeah, originally going to do that and then we said just kidding and we rescheduled it because I thought y'all <laughs> wouldn't like that movie oh I thought that one was fun we loved wow. it yeah, okay. yeah. you Samuel loved Robert Jackson. Redford saying hell oh, Hydra I <laughs> yeah, loved Robert Nicole's being favorite. so bad mm-hmm. mm. And then in this one, I was like, Josh Brolin's so hot and he's got that big old chin and he's Thanos. Like, what are we doing? We can't cover that up. I know. A lot of the people were covered up too much. Yeah. I will say. But Um, Groot is my favorite character, I think, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wasn't sold on Groot to begin with. And I also thought that Groot was small um, because I guess I had seen that video meme or something of him like in the little pot at the end. Mm. Um, And so I thought he was small. So I was like really confused about him being big. And I kept asking Mike when he was going to get small and then he like wouldn't tell me and then 
at the end when he did get small, I was like, okay, I didn't know I was going to be waiting so long for him to get small. Yeah, you have to wait a very long time yeah. for him to get small. But one of my favorite moments in the movie is... I think it's uh, Rocket going, you know, you can't uh, just because your your kids and your wife are dead to Drax. And then Groot goes, <gasps> and <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I love Groot. Same. Yeah. Groot was <sighs> good. Um, can I, I just, just add? Think, oh, sorry. Oh, no, please. Go just ahead. Just thinking of Vin Diesel in a recording booth gasping several times really gets <gasps> me going. You love him. I think I missed out by not doing the Fast <sighs> and the Furious franchise because I don't know why I'm supposed to love him, but oh. I would have probably learned if I had done that. I mean, his music career alone, Lauren, should win you over. What does he sing? If you've heard his uh, single. He, uh, his, I don't know if I've heard the single, but he does a karaoke version to Rihanna's Stay. That's pretty incredible. Whoa. He had he had a single come out in 2020 called Feel Like I Do, which <laughs> premiered on the Kelly Clarkson show, I believe. No, that's <laughs> but funny. It was, it was during the height of, pan, of the pandemic. So the clip going around is a virtual audience <laughs> on a bunch of widescreen TVs dancing at home listening to Feel that Like I That is so do. weird that I can't process it. I don't <laughs> I love that. I might drop that in the chat. I um, don't love that for him, but it's it was our reality for a time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. But he Brutal. did, you know, speaking to his sort of, uh, you know, his performance in this movie, he has the distinction and does brag about a lot in interviews that he recorded the voice of Groot in every language for the movie. We did touch Yo on that in a Groot. previous episode. Um, and I thought that was great. And I was thinking about that while watching as well. Yeah, so good um, for him. He's great. So also this film won four Saturn Awards, including Best Director, a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Long Form, and a Critics' Choice Award for Best Action Movie. So it was very well received. Mm -hmm. The film had a mixed reception after its release. Most critics agree that it's fun, lighthearted take on the superhero genre. Director Steven Spielberg said the film was a superhero film that impressed him most, as it does not take itself too seriously. It holds a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Guardians also made it onto Empire Magazine poll of 100 greatest movies ranking it as the highest mcu <laughs> film on the list i gotta yeah. see this list because Truly. something else we talked about was on this list and i'm like what what movies like 100 <laughs> movies is not a lot of movies and like <laughs> that's crazy like movies can be anything you know like i'm just shocked that this would be on there um whatever let's take a quick break we'll be back with more guardians after this Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Time for trivia. 
Is it time for trivia? <laughs> it oh is. Oh my God. I never thought it happened, but it's happening. It's happening. Oh, it's happening. Yay. First piece of trivia at first, director James Gunn didn't even want to watch Chris Pratt's audition. His assistant convinced him to. And after Pratt read for 30 seconds, Gunn said uh, he, he knew he was perfect for the role. He also said he was prepared to offer him the role, even if Pratt didn't get into shape in time. Gunn joked that he was willing to CGI a six pack on Pratt's body. However, Pratt asked Gunn to give him six months to lose 50 pounds. He ended up losing 60. Pratt called the process torturous. <laughs> okay, wow. He didn't even want to watch his audition? I think originally but- the person they wanted for Star-Lord was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think that's who oh, they were gonna for. That would have been the most different thing ever. It that really would have been. Very been. different. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. Mm. I feel like Chris Pratt, he's perfect for this. But I mean, I mean it, it made his movie stardom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So yeah, was this the big thing that it really yeah. was? Yeah, I guess I mean, right. it was that, and then the year following, a, a little film with a little actress named Lauren Lapkus. And I know he'll remember <laughs> me from interacting with me for 30 seconds, not on screen, just in a general room with a lot of people. Um, no, Here's, there's no chance. I, I'm truly like, I don't think if I saw him on the street, he would know that I was in that. And I don't think if I saw him in a context of acting, he would know that I was in that. I'd be really surprised. He might. He I'd might. I'd be surprised. But but he, I think he should know because it's... You were yeah, in the movie. Of, yeah. I mean, it's a movie that he's in. What but, if he yeah. knows you, but it's not from doing a movie with him. It's because of Doughboys and he was also on it. <laughs> okay, and I was going to say, I loved his episode of Doughboys. It's really great. He was and nice. He, he talks about um, how he eats to look how he does and he doesn't enjoy it. Like he can't enjoy wow. food. Basically. I know it's um, sad. You do, you do feel sad for these men kind of locked into these prisons of bodies that they have to be in because I feel of, so sad for these men. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can I, we talk about feeling sad for men for a minute? Gang. Yeah. I mean, men have it the hardest. <laughs> they have to have six packs and that means they have to eat chicken breasts. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate so it. Can, let, let me posit a little theory to the panel that you can agree or disagree with yes, as well. Please. Just thinking about like Chris Pratt and how he's a movie star now and, and the mm-hmm. kind of projects he does. My my theory is that there's no such thing as a movie star anymore. It's only the characters that are movie stars because it feels like the most famous actors in the world cannot by themselves open up movies financially successfully unless it's attached mm. to huge IP. So Robert Pattinson is a huge movie star or is it that he played Edward in five Twilight movies and is now Batman? Oh. And the same thing with all the rest of these people like Chris Pratt doing guardians and then lego and then jurassic world where it's all pre-existing ip that's if, so interesting. interesting like that's not what makes the movie the movie makes the actor or something. yeah mm-hmm. whereas wow. like the old model was like i love leonardo dicaprio as jack this uh-huh. made-up guy in titanic now it's like if leo was 25 now he would have to be Captain America, like the way chris evans yeah, is what about timothee chalamet he isn't well, he's not in He's famous, but I don't think he's a movie star because I don't think he can open a financially successful movie by himself. Oh, we don't know. And he's in Dune, which is IP. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
Interesting. I'm really trying to think of like a movie star who hasn't been in like well, like Reese Witherspoon. This is like that's like, but she's old. Before, yeah, right. That's like the old like you can't do the Leo or the Tom Cruise anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so who's new? I guess Um, Zendaya is Michi, that kind of thing. Well, she's Mary (laughs) Jane in Spider Man. Mm. Oh, see, it's Mm. like it's always the character where it's like Spider Man will always be more famous than Tom Holland, even though Tom Holland is Spider Man. Yeah, so, damn, and it just feels like a different, uh, depressing wow. way to think about people's it careers. It is, now. and it's very sad. <sighs> okay, well, James Gunn has confirmed via Twitter that Peter Quill's ship in the film is named the Milano after Mil- Alyssa Milano, Peter Quill's childhood crush. Wah, wah, we wow. thought it was the cookie. Um, Bradley Cooper told Howard Stern that he was paid more for voicing Rocket in this movie than starring in Silver Linings Playbook and The Hangover fucking combined that doesn't shock me at all no of course of course he was paid more for that the hangover was where we first got to know him yeah and silver linings playbook Playbook was was like a yeah it was like a a underdog sort of cool movie and still his his quote wouldn't have risen that much from that and then this is a huge marvel movie yeah duh i don't know I'd be more shocked if he made if he made more on Silver Linings Playbook than this, yes. and that would be an interesting bit mm-hmm. information. Um, Vin Diesel recorded his dialogue in 15 different languages. Here's a behind-the-scenes video of Diesel in the recording booth, which we will definitely be watching. Should we put it on the Zoom? Yeah, let's watch it. I'd like to hear him say different things. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, that's hilarious. Why is he doing this? Because Vin Diesel's literally <laughs> incredible. He's method. First cue up. He's the Daniel Day-Lewis of this movie. <laughs> and then in the movie, when they were filming it, was he like that all the time? Um, I don't think he was ever on set. Okay, this is, uh, That's so funny. Then why the is he doing this? Not the to get into character. For this video that we're watching. I'm obsessed. They have to make the mic so high. I was just trying to feel what it felt like to be a seven and a half foot tree. I, so this I love Vin Diesel so much. The fact that he wore still. I love him. Incredible motion cap, which will probably. Yeah, but then he's like, um, your legs yeah. keep clicking and we can't record the audio. Yo soy Groot. Yes. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Oh my God. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. (laughs) I've never been more entertained in my whole life. Groot. What if the, you walked into the theater and this was the footage that the movie was? Wait, like, is this, this a different day or is this dark now? Does he ever speak another language in the video? Yo soy Groot. Hell yeah. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. He's getting tired. Uh-huh. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. Yo soy Groot. <laughs> All right. Okay, we get it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait. <laughs> yo soy Groot. <laughs> if he's still saying yo soy, I won't get to this, but I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, you guys are here on a good day. 
We're doing something we've never done here in Hollywood, never that I've seen. And what we're doing is saying the lines from the movie in the various respective languages. It's very cool. It's every actor's dream. <laughs> He's goofy. Oh, my God. Cinema's king. Ew, so <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, I'm... What language is that? It's still Eu Spanish. So no, oh, no, Eu, so I'm sorry. Yeah, so yo, so Groot. So Groot. Oh my God, so I feel like he's going to burp. <laughs> I also love that he's doing the ADR 2 picture when he doesn't need to be doing it to picture. There's no image of Groot on screen in no. some of these clips that he's talking Eu over. So it's very funny. <laughs> and they're like, stop saying that. We're doing this other scene now. <laughs> He's really giving them options. I love it. Whoa, his mouth really moves. So Whoa. Yeah. You think Vin Diesel shows up and gives 50% Lauren? He's giving a hundo every time. Okay. I love this. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. I'm satisfied. Yeah, I love the thumbs up. He was like, I really got it there. <laughs> I have ne- I I have it pulled up on my computer and I'm going to watch it and <laughs> have a nice time by myself. Uh-huh. Anywho, um, according to Vin Diesel, we're still in trivia. Uh, according to Vin Diesel, his performance as Groot helped him through a dark time in his life. He was dealing with the loss of his best friend and Fast and oh. the Furious co-star Paul Walker. This is a quote from Vin Diesel. It was the first time I came uh, came back to dealing with human beings after dealing with death. So playing a character who celebrates life in the way Groot does was very nice. Oh, that's really Groot sweet. Groot does yeah. celebrate life. <sighs> I do wow. love I love Groot and I love Vin Diesel. This well, does feel like a doesn't it feel like a personal kind of movie? Like everyone's got their messed up stuff, their little I like trauma. That. Drax no, I has really like his that. the trauma of losing his family. Rocket, mm-hmm. you know, was made in a lab. Peter lost his family. Gamora's mad about something. Uh, I forgot what her deal <laughs> was. No, I like that. Um, it's time for our segment, is Chris in this? This is a segment where we give a yes or no answer about if a Chris is in this movie. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, or Chris Pine. Was a Chris in this film? Chris Pratt. Yes. Should a Chris have been in this film? Not necessarily one of the big four Chris's, but how about any Chris, Christine, or Kristen that you want to name, Kevin? I would say Christine Bransky. She could have played the Glenn Close part. Oh, uh, she would have been great. She really yeah. could have, yes. It is so fucking funny that Glenn Close, one of the greatest actresses <laughs> and movie stars of our time, showed up in Guardians of the Galaxy for yeah. four minutes to be, you know, be a little space general commander. Her and, <laughs> her and John C. Riley, like truly some of the uh-huh. best actors of our time. And they're only in this one. They are in no other movie. Oh, but that's actually really two. cool. Like, Interesting. That's, like a, that's a great offer to get as an A-list celebrity like you want to come oh, and yeah. just do this for like two minutes and you'll get to be this like sort of crazy character that that's really fun but i would want to be in multiple movies give me that marvel money where i come in for a week for sure for sure 
Um, okay, our next segment is is kissing this. No, this is a segment where we say there's a kiss, but there was right. Didn't didn't Wait. Chris kiss Zoe or no? Am I making that? up? I feel like they got close to kissing, so he was like mm-hmm. on top of her and was like, "I just wanted to save you, and I don't know why." I'm like, I guess maybe horny for you. I don't know. Usually I fuck red ladies, but you'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, he was a horny character. Red. Yeah, he was a horny character, so I assumed he kissed, but we didn't actually see him. Yeah, kiss. and it was insinuated that he was fucking that dizzy red lady in the beginning. Dizzy, dizzy red lady. I really liked that red lady in the t-shirt, that vintage yeah, t-shirt. She was fun. I was like, this is a cool look. I uh-huh. like everything that I'm seeing here. Was she wearing his his shirt from when he was a kid? I think she was wearing a shirt from when he was a kid and her hair was askew and she was like, I'm here too. I loved her <laughs> so much. Yeah. Now there like, was you were there. There was no kiss in this movie, but I no. think there was an even more powerful gesture of affection in which there was a little pet. And Drax did pet Rocket yeah. on the head when he was grieving the loss mm-hmm. of, of Groot. And I thought that was so sweet. Just boys supporting each other. It was yeah. so It was nice. very sweet. That's I nice. I love it so much. Well, now it's our segment called Five Stark Industries. Yes. Here's some listener reviews. Five stars from Glass Jaw Girl, the real MCU. This podcast is like the arc reactor and keeps shrapnel bits of negativity from my heart. Aww. And I'm supposed to know, oh, that's what's in the middle mm-hmm. of Iron Man. Thank you. I was waiting. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I was the like, the Iron fuck Giant. is our reactor? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so this season, in addition to Apple reviews of newcomers, we'll also be reading reviews from Letterboxd and then giving each film a one-sentence review ourselves with a star rating. And if anyone doesn't know what Letterboxd is, it is a social platform where people can write reviews of films. You can follow the show on Letterboxd at newcomers. And I'm on it, too. You can follow me on there. I freaking love Letterboxd. <laughs> Little dork film message board website it's terrific um here is a review from someone named mila it's four and a half stars we need to discuss the baby Groot to baby yoda pipeline Mm, Mm -hmm. that's true this is a review by mulaney not necessarily john mulaney um when Groot said we are Groot i felt that i think john mulaney wrote that (laughs) when he said uh, we are Groot i felt that (laughs) Okay, Okay. let's all give our one-sentence review of the film. Less story, more Groot, more Rocket, more Drax. Everyone else can go. Okay, my review is bright colors, big cities. (laughs) Not enough big titties. Yes! (laughs) Kevin. And mine, of course, is... I wish she came Glenn closer... There okay. we go. And my like and our it. star ratings, I would give this um I'm gonna give it five stars. Like I can't I don't have to okay. only give one movie five wow. stars. And I feel like it's it's a fun movie. It's it's a fun movie. I'm gonna give it four three and three quarters stars, actually. Three and three quarters. Okay, I wanna give it four and a half. You can give it quarters <laughs> of stars. Wow, you bullied Lauren into a lower rating. Yeah, I love this. I love yeah. podcast so, peer pressure. It it's so good. I'll give it three and a half myself. I really, really okay. enjoy this movie. Okay, well, that's great. Now, please, everyone, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be picking one to read on the next episode. Of course, it must be five stars. Mm-hmm. And also, rate the podcast on Spotify. Please. Kevin? Yeah? Do you have anything you'd like to plug? 
uh, you know, listen to good Christian fun wherever you get it. And of course, OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T. Porter. I, I love know. that you're promoting OnlyFans more than your Instagram. This is real. <laughs> okay. This is Kevin real. Bacon shop on Instagram at Kevin T. Porter. Go order delicious treats. <laughs> yes. Kevin makes get the best cookies. treats. That's right. Last time I was on, uh, yeah, I, I plugged that. And then Nicole put in a very generous order. And yes, I, I ordered cookies. And you I delivered her while I was recording a podcast. <laughs> and I bad. screamed. She did. Also, <laughs> I, I should know because I got a very sweet note from a friend of mine who listened to the last episode that I did of this show, which was the finale of the Lord of the Rings season of Newcomers. Do y'all remember the date that the Lord of the Rings finale of Newcomers came out? It came Absolutely out on not. January 5th, 2021. <sighs> and so he was listening to it on January 6th, 2021 <laughs> as a distraction from the insurrection happening in the country. We timed that out on purpose. We did. We said we better give everyone something really nice while something really bad is happening. Isn't that Mm -hmm. wild that we had a full-blown insurrection over a year ago? That was insane. I feel like I couldn't even process what that was when I was watching the news. I turned on the TV and I was like, say what? Here? Yeah. We're doing this? I got to listen to newcomers instead of this crap. (laughs) I got to listen to someone talk about Lord of the Rings from 25 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, that one, that episode I believe was called 1981 BBC radio drama. (laughs) Yeah. An episode that will live in infamy. I mean, people love that episode. It was one of the worst things that I've ever had to listen to. Yeah, it was tough. Um, Yeah. The end of that was really hard for me. Like the cartoons... The fucking radio plays. This is the benefit of Marvel is that we just have movies. We yes. know we're just going to watch a movie. Yes. It might be good. It might be bad. Unless they're going to make us read a comic. And then in which case, I'll scream. Who yeah, is no, they? Who is the one? <laughs> they captured you. me. Leah? They've captured <laughs> yeah. me. I'm in a basement. I'm looking at just Marvel shit. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying oh, no. in here. Oh, no. um, all right, well, we will be back next week with mm-hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. 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 was a HeadGum original.